0: Hello, all you Bible Bulletineers out there. Thank you for tuning in again to Bible Bulletin. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a very exciting topic. How bad do you want it? Stay tuned to find out here on Bible Bulletin. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to Bible Bulletin. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm glad that you're tuned in and that you're a faithful listener if you're a new listener i am thankful that you're gonna be a faithful listener i'm thankful for all the likes and shares all of that really means a lot and i appreciate it it really means a lot and i thank you so much you take time out of your day to share this to like this to send this to someone who it can benefit and that's the mission here at bible Bulletin. I want to provide something that you can benefit from, that I can benefit from, and that you can send to someone who maybe they need a little help on that particular topic, and uh, they can get some help right here from Bible Bulletin. This is all made uh, possible by you. Thank you for those of you who have given gifts. We appreciate it. As you can see, you may be able to see some of the improvements being done. I know you'll be able to see it in the quality of video in the future, the quality of uh, of uh, video compilation and editing in the future. Um, Microphones, stands, lights, all this stuff has come to pass. Foam, so that I can be a little more vibrant in here and be a little bit more excited without worrying about getting some sort of uh, feedback. And so... I'm grateful for that. Grateful for all you do. Amen. I don't want this to be just some low-speaking monotone uh podcast. That's the one thing that that I wished I could have improved on the previous episodes. Now that we have foam in here, we've got microphones, I've got some even some more sound equipment coming to help. I'll be able to get a little bit more excited without worrying about feedback and all of that. So, um, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. Here on Bible Bulletin, we are going to get into the Bible. We're going to get into the Word of God, and that's what we'll do on every single episode. We're going to open our King James Version Bible and read it. I do not care which version you're reading from, but I do prefer the King James Version Bible because it's so beautifully written it's so poetic and it's what I cut my teeth on. So yes, host is uh pulling some privilege here. Amen. <laughs> and enjoying enjoying uh reading from the King James Version Bible. So if you'll go to your Bibles to the second book of Kings, we're going to go to the 13th chapter and read from the Bible in the second book of kings the 13th chapter the title for this episode is how bad do you want it and i have no doubt that if you've been in church any length of time then you've probably heard this setting of scripture preached with a similar title and and you wonder okay i've heard all of that but i'm going to tell you we got to be on fire for god We have got to be on fire for God. Let me tell you what's been going on lately in my life. Before we get into this reading of Scripture, Um, God has truly been blessing. I mean, we are. I'm in a church that we are on fire for God. The ministry team is on fire for God. Any any member of of uh, working member of the body in our local assembly are on fire for God. I thank God for my pastor, Pastor Tony Hegwood. Uh, he and I went and prayed for a woman yesterday. She wanted a Bible study. We did our 60-minute, 60, bi- uh, sixty minute. Lord have mercy, let me straighten that out, a 60-second Bible survey, a 60-second Bible survey. We copied it from Brother uh, Nathaniel Urshan, who started this down in Florida. And so we decided to give it a shot. And we've got some Bible studies lined up from just a, just a short amount of door knocking. So people say door knocking doesn't work. It does work. You will have some fruit for that labor. I promise you, if you do it right and you listen to people who, who have done it right and done it well, learn from them. They're doing it well and it's working. So let's see what they've got to say. And so we did that. We went door knocking and uh, Miss Amelia wanted a Bible study so bad. When I called her to set up a schedule for a Bible study, she didn't answer the phone because she didn't recognize my number. About two weeks later, she called, and she is apologizing on voicemail. I'm so sorry. I didn't recognize your number. And that's why I didn't answer the phone. She'd been sick with a pneumonia. Um, shortly after we knocked on her door, she was sick of pneumonia, been sick, and she wasn't able to eat any food. She's not been able to really talk Um can't hold down, she wasn't able to hold down uh, liquids or solids, anything, and uh, she'd been losing a lot of weight, so um, she called and left a voicemail, called me twice, left two voicemails, apologizing for not answering the phone, because she really wants a Bible study, I mean to tell you, people are hungry for God, and so we I called her back and told her, I said, well, I don't suppose bringing you any food will do any good if if you're not able to hold it down. I said, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to pray for you now over the phone. And then that was Saturday. And then Sunday, Pastor and I will go over there. We'll pray for you. And we did. We went and prayed for her. And today is Monday. I'm recording on a Monday. This will come out on Thursday. And she called me today and left a voicemail and i don't i don't know why i didn't hear it ring but it's one of the most beautiful voicemails i've ever heard in my life she called praising god now i'll tell you while we were praying for her she went to speaking in tongues and praising god <laughs> holy ghost moved all in her house and we had a great time i don't I, I never never met her before we just went to pray for her and love on her and and god healed her she called and left this voicemail of how god was healing her And she could eat. She ate a whole bowl of something she enjoys. I can't remember what the food was. But she was about to eat some chicken and hamburgers and all this. And I thought, if you're about to eat a hamburger, you must be healed. (laughs) And uh, she was was praising God. She ran out of time on the voicemail, leaving me all these praises to God. She said, praise the Lord. Praise him. He's so good. (laughs) And she got me all fired up and worked up. And uh, I'm excited and I'm praising God, hallelujah, because he is great and he is greatly to be praised. It pays to be on fire for God. It pays to be on fire for God. And so this is just one of many, many, many things God has been doing. Uh, And I know if you're on fire for God, you're seeing miracles, signs and wonders and, and important to that. Very important to that and more important than that is that the greatest miracle of all, you're seeing people baptized with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. I think the greater things that you're doing than these, when Jesus said greater things than these shall you do, I think those greater things are being able to see a soul changed, a soul turned around. Because... Changing matter that is subject to the voice of God is a miracle. Changing a man who ha- who can choose whether or not to listen to the voice of God, that I think is a greater miracle. And the fact that the body of Christ is playing a part in this, I think that is the greater things than these shall you do. Greater than walking on water. Greater is helping somebody receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, helping somebody else Get on fire for God, helping somebody else see that fountain of living water flow out of them as it flew, as it it flowed out of you and into their life. It now flows out of them and into those around them. Praise God! Isn't He so good? As you can tell, I'm hyped up, excited. I'm thankful for your donations that helped to put some of the foam in here. Now I can be a little more vibrant and excited. Those of you who know me personally outside of this podcast know that I'm a very excited person a very hyper person you cannot if you've never met me i know that you were not able to tell that on previous episodes because i was afraid of echo and i was afraid of of sound uh coming back into the microphone and creating that that nasty noise you know so i because of the technology that i had but thankfully thanks to those of you who have given and helped out we have the ability to get a little more vibrant and you can tell and you can see the real Jonathan Kagabein on Bible Bulletin. Well, this is Bible Bulletin. And as I said, we're going to get into the Bible. How bad do you want it? 2 Kings chapter 13 and verse 14. Now Elisha was fallen sick of a sickness whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him. He came down to visit Elisha and he wept over his face and said, oh my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. You can see that King Joash thought an awful lot of Elisha and that was earned. Elisha well deserved that respect. He was a great man of God, very humble servant of God, used in mighty ways. And Joash knew this and he said, he called him father and he He said, you're the chariot of Israel, the horseman thereof. He was mourning the apparent and inevitable death of Elisha. And Elisha said unto him, take a bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bow. And the king put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. And Elisha said, "Shoot!" And the king shot. And he said, "The arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of the deliverance of Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till thou have consumed them." That's that's the plan of God. That's the promise with condition. All right. So, verse eighteen says. And he said, take the arrows. And the king took the arrows. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the old English of the King James Version, that means that he hit the ground three times and he stopped. Now, the next verse is very revealing. The man of God in his deathbed in his dying hour never lost his zeal. He might have lost his strength. Physically, but he didn't lose his zeal, his jealousy for the Lord, his zeal for the Lord, his fire for God. He didn't lose that. Verse 19 says, And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then thou hast smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. See, that was the plan. That was the prophecy. That was the promise with condition. That was the plan. And Joash wasn't catching on to the plan. He didn't catch fire. You see what I'm saying? He didn't catch that passion and fire of the plan of God. God's plan is to prosper us in abundance that just overflows, rivers that cannot be passed up. And you see the the two spies talking about the, the grapes of abundance. They weren't talking about the giants They were talking about the grapes of abundance, and they were talking about the land that flows with milk and honey. And here, Joash is not catching on to the plan of God, to the man of God, to the message from God, to the opportunity that he had. When a man of God is on his deathbed, there's an opportunity to get a blessing. You who have been faithful to your man of God, you go to that man of God, and you ask for a blessing, and let him bless you. Oh my you let him bless you. And so Joash is here's the opportunity for him to get just that, this this one final word from God, this one final blessing and admonition and direction from God and so he could prosper in life, hallelujah, until the next man of God comes along, and to get one last bit of life and strength and wisdom from the man of God, one more drop of oil from that anointed man of God, and he misses the opportunity. Instead of getting into the spirit of what the man of God is saying, he obeyed the letter, but the letter killeth. It's the spirit that brings life. You got to get in the spirit of this thing. You you, you got to get in the spirit with this thing, and you got to get in the spirit of this truth. He is truth, and he is a spirit, and he is love, and he is life, and he is the light that shines into the world. And you've got to get into the spirit of Christ. You've got to put on the mind of Christ and get into the spirit of what he's trying to do, the spirit of grace, the spirit of mercy, the spirit of, of abundant outflow, praise God, and outreach. Praise God. We're not cisterns in this thing. We're not meant to be cisterns, but we are fountains. For out of your belly shall flow a fountain of living waters. Rivers of living water shall flow out from the fountain that God has given you. It's meant to outflow in all directions, meant to abound. And here he just... Oh, King Joash, he doesn't get it. He didn't get. He doesn't get it. This is a war that we're in, and in this war, the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence since the days of John, and the violent take it by force. I heard brother, um, brother Kenneth Morrell preaching here recently, and he talked about the violent that take it by force. Who are the violent? And he said, well, these were these people who were violently pushing through the people who resisted them going down to John's waters to be baptized. These are the people who wanted it bad enough that no matter what was being said of them, no matter what the elders of that day were saying, no matter what the politicians of that day were saying, no matter what family and friends were saying, they were going down to that water and they were getting baptized. Praise God. This, this message of baptism by John the Baptist, a a precursor to Jesus' baptism, hallelujah, of water and of spirit that the apostles would preach and teach. And John said, I, I as a man, will baptize you with water into repentance, but there's one coming after me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And there's too many of us who have not been baptized with fire Too many of us, we got baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues, as everybody does when they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but didn't get no fire, man. (laughs) You got to catch fire. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got fire. You remember it. Many of you, many of you will look back and think of the moment you got the Holy Ghost and how on fire you were for the next few days, few weeks, few years, and somehow, somewhere, Something happened, and you lost that zeal and that fire that you used to have. But you don't have to stay there. God is a restorationist. God is a revivalist, and he'll revive that fire. You just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Do like the prophet who said, Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips, and allow the presence of God to come bring fire back to his tongue. Fire from the altar. You got to get down in that altar and get violent with hell. You got to get down in that altar and get on your knees in your prayer closet. Get to fasting. Get to praying. Get to obeying God. Get to obeying the commission of God. Amen. Flow in God, in the Holy Ghost. Every moment of every day, you are living for God and for the purpose of God, for the will of God, the plan of God, the glory of God in your life. My God, won't you let him have his way in you? Get on fire for God. Don't leave your first love. Don't stay away from that first love. Return to your first love, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Are you going to let it go on and on and on and on and not get your healing, not get your deliverance? I understand there is a thorn in our flesh sometimes, but the plan of God is for us to have an abundant life. Although Jacob had a thorn in his flesh. He'd never be healed of that limp that he had because that meant something to his spirit. His soul needed that, but all in, in all other factors of life he abounded. In all other ways he abounded. Amen. Paul, excuse me, Paul had that thorn in his side, and he prayed three times about this. And God wouldn't take away the thorn in his flesh. And But when Paul prayed the third time, he heard the voice of the Lord saying, my grace is sufficient. And Paul said, okay. And from then on, he just lived with that thorn in his flesh. And in all other ways, he abounded. Even in prison, he abounded. (laughs) His ministry abounded. His fire and flame and desire for God abounded. And that's the plan of God in our life, to abound in victories. The train of God's robe fills the temple and on that train are listed the victories the victories the great and mighty victories of God that's the plan of God that's the will of God in our life is his glory to shine through us through our victories through our abundance through our success in the holy ghost when we go to prayer our prayers because of our fluent and consistent fighting in the spirit realm, we become familiar and we become effectual and fervent in the spirit world. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we pray and step into that spiritual dimension, we are successful in that dimension because we have surrendered this vessel as a tool unto God, as a spiritual vessel, not a carnal vessel. We've not been walking after the flesh, but after the spirit. We have been denying the flesh. We have been rejecting the flesh. We have been walking after the spirit. And now when we step into that spirit realm, the devil has no tool left to work with. He has no enmity for him as the enmity to work with, and so he's not able to have success over you when you step into the spirit realm. I want to ask you this question. Just how bad do you want revival in your life? How bad do you want success spiritually? How bad do you want revelation from the Word of God? Will you just indifferently smite the ground three times, or will you get after it God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ.